Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Zivi Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. And speaking of books, I have two of my own books coming out this spring and summer. Princess Charming is a picture book, which debuts on April 19th, and Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature comes out on July 1st, and it is truly a labor of love. I hope you'll pre-order, order, and join me on tour as I go across the country. You can find out more at zibbyowens.com or bookendsmemoir.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at zibbyowens because I always post about everything. Enjoy the show. A.J. Jacobs is the author of The Puzzler, One Man's Quest to Solve the Most Baffling Puzzles Ever from Crosswords to Jigsaws to the Meaning of Life. A.J. Jacobs is the author of four New York Times bestsellers, including The Know-It-All, Drop Dead Healthy, and The Year of Living Biblically. He has given four TED Talks that have total views of more than 10 million. He is a contributor to NPR's Weekend Edition and writes for The New York Times and Esquire magazine, among others. His latest book is The Puzzler. Welcome, AJ. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss The Puzzler, One Man's Quest to Solve the Most Baffling Puzzles Ever, From Crosswords to Jigsaws to the Meaning of Life. That is it. I am delighted to be here. Thank you, Zibby. <laughs> this was such an interesting read. First of all, I amused myself by trying to do a bunch of the puzzles and have decided the only ones I'm good at are the anagrams. So I don't know what that oh. says about me, but I'm I'm only good with uh, those I could look at and like rearrange the letters right away. And the anagrams other ones I was like, 
Yeah. The other one. Are, like, are you a spelling bee fan? Do you like spelling bee? You know, now that I've read your book and heard about the the thing that keeps you up in the middle of the night, <laughs> the spelling bee uh, <laughs> challenge, I'm going to have to start doing that at what, three in the morning, but oh, I have been doing that. I do Wordle. What about Wordle? Yeah, yeah you do, I do, do Wordle. Wordle. Yeah, do. Wordle is lovely. Yeah. My friend calls it the Tom Hanks of puzzles. It's very oh. nice, <laughs> non-threatening. And I also love the Wordle spinoffs. There's so many of them there and they're so funny. Like, uh, the Taylordle with Taylor Swift related words. So. Oh my gosh, I didn't. I okay. So my teenage twins, we have a group text, and every day we send each other our Wordle. You know, what Your the results? Right. But my daughter will freak out when she hears that there actually exists a Taylor Swift Wordle, and that will be all she will do from now on. So maybe well, I won't even tell her. <laughs> uh, well, my son is a Taylor Swift fan, so oh, yeah, they can compare scores. Perfect. We'll add them to that. We'll add your son to the text. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as our conversation indicates, your book focuses a lot on different mind puzzles from where they began pre-Will Shorts to, to how they've evolved and what it even means to be obsessed with puzzles and your understanding of that for yourself, for your family, the Rubik's Cube. I mean, it was really, really fascinating. So talk a little about when, I know you've been doing puzzles your whole life and this is sort of in your DNA, but when this became a book idea for you and how your pursuit of all of this knowledge really came together. Well, I, I've always loved puzzles since I was a kid. I didn't have a like a busy dating schedule as a kid. So I had lots of time for puzzles. I <laughs> loved them. And I actually decided it sort of shaped the way I look at the world. So I see everything as a puzzle. So my pre, one of my previous books was called The Year of Living Biblically, where I followed all the rules of the Bible. And that was sort of about the puzzle of religion and, and my heritage and Judaism. Like, what should I believe? That's a puzzle. And I wrote one about gratitude. How do you be grateful in this world where it's sometimes very hard to be grateful? And then I decided for this one, let me just stop beating around the bush and actually dive into my passion, which is puzzles of all kinds. And then I could print the puzzles, but I could go on these adventures. And, and I actually, it really solidified when I found a starting anecdote, a starting story, which is that a few years ago, I was the answer to one down in the New York Times crossword puzzle, which for a word nerd was like the highlight of my life. Like my wife, my wedding to my wife, that that's pretty good. But this, this was the Holy Grail. And uh, so I was riding high. And then my brother-in-law emailed me and he pointed out, he did congratulate me. I want to throw that out there. But he also pointed out that I was in the Saturday puzzle. And if you know anything about the New York Times CrossFit, Saturday is the hardest day, harder <laughs> than Sunday. All the answers are totally obscure. No one's supposed to know them. So his point was, this is not a compliment. This is proof that no one knows who you are. That you're <laughs> and so then I'm crushed. And the happy ending though, is I told that story on a podcast and it happened that one of the New York Times cr crossword puzzle makers was listening and he decided to save me and put me in a, a Tuesday puzzle, which is Monday is the best, but Tuesday is still pretty good. I don't belong there. That's where like Lady Gaga, then people like that belong. So I totally do not belong in the Tuesday puzzle, but he had pity on me and he uh, put me in there and that was the greatest day. And that's how I start the book which all goes to show you never know what happens when you go on someone's podcast and you don't know who is listening. So you might as well put exactly. all the, exactly <laughs> you know, Great throw point. something out to the universe, you know, you never know what will happen. 
So. That's right. I'm waiting for something after this podcast. I know. I Let's just see. Know what it. can we I manufacture? What's your, you know, <laughs> what do you, what, what puzzle related <laughs> wish is still on your list? I don't know. That's right. <laughs> I got it. Well, I got to come up with some some problem in my life that someone else can solve from listening yeah. to this. So I'll, I'll by the end, I'll have something. Okay, for you. might not be puzzle related at all, but you know, no, we'll see what we knows? can do. We can we'll see what we can do. <laughs> you talked interestingly about even the evolution of the modern crossword puzzle. It wasn't even called crosswords; it's called word cross. And you wrote, and I, my heart really went out to you how you spent nine days trying to solve the hardest crossword puzzle really in existence. And tell, like, tell that story. Well, the guy who actually saved me and put me in the Tuesday puzzle is known for writing the most devious crosswords. And he, his motto is, if, if you have to ask how hard, then it's not for you. So these are just <laughs> dreadful, but delightful. Like, you know, you got to be, you got to have a little masochism, but also want that payoff. <laughs> but I, as you mentioned, I also talked about the history of the crossword puzzle, which was hilarious because they were invented in 1913. It appeared in a, the New York World newspaper and they became a sensation. But one newspaper refused to print them. And that was the New York Times. They thought they were too lowbrow. They were snooty. And what I loved is I looked at the coverage in the 20s and 30s in the New York Times of crossword puzzles. And you would think that it was like crack cocaine in the 80s. It was the worst like a uh, a pestilence on society. It caused divorces and murders and literally prison riots. All of these were real articles. So I love that. And then in 1942, World War II started and they decided people needed some distraction and they finally buckled. And now, of course, as you know from Wordle, they are the premier place for puzzles. So you never know. I, I feel like it's more like the social media of, of its time, right? It's the only, it's how people were connecting, right? This joint activity that, you know, that I feel, I feel like on a fundamental level, people really need, whether it's like a great book we're all reading, a great show we're all watching, or a, the crossword of the day, that there aren't that many things left that we can all do on a schedule and, and enjoy together. And I feel like at least the crossword puzzle and maybe now Wordle and Wordle now too, is like, they're both, they're yeah. all tapping into that. I love that you say that. And it's so true. It is a very social activity. And it, I love that you do that with, with your kids. And I want, I saw Josh Wordle speak at the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament, which was a couple months ago, which I competed in and was, uh, uh, it was a disaster. I, <laughs> I say that I like to savor the puzzles more than rush through them. But he had a lovely speech where he talked about how it was really bringing people together. And he even mm -hmm. had an anecdote of a gay man who was ostracized from his family because they were very conservative, but they bonded over Wordle. This was how they restarted their relationship. So I, I do believe that's one of the big themes of the book is that puzzles are a force for good and they bring people together, like you say. I didn't realize Wordle was named after a person. Josh Wordle, but I think it's W-A-R-D-L-E. Oh. So the pun is that it's Wordle with an oh, O. Very God. clever, these people. Did he talk about how he ended up inventing it? Oh, yeah. It's a great story. It's a love story. You should have him on the podcast. Well, I guess he hasn't written a book. Yeah, he did it for his girlfriend at the time who loved uh, puzzles. And then he just started sending it out to a couple of friends. And it took off. And it was funny, actually, because my book, in some senses, the timing was fantastic because 
I started it a few months before the pandemic. And then the pandemic came and puzzles were huge everywhere and jigsaw puzzles, Mm -hmm. which I have a chapter on. You couldn't find them. It was like hand sanitizer or toilet paper. I just got one as a gift today, actually. It's on my desk. Springtime at the the library, 500 pieces, double-sided. Michael Uh, Storing. I'm never going to be able to do this. But anyway, that's that's, hilarious. That's my my, my mom gave me that same, very same puzzle. So no we way. have something because she's uh, she was a volunteer at the library docent. Oh my uh, gosh! So that's funny. I haven't done it yet either. But well, I am sure you will do it in about one millionth the time it will take me. So <laughs> I am not so sure. I have a chapter on jigsaws, and my family and I went to Spain right before the pandemic to represent the United States in the World Jigsaw Puzzle Championship. And unfortunately, we embarrassed our country. We came in second to last, at least not last. We beat Portugal. (laughs) So that was nice. But I do love, I I didn't always love jigsaws, but I learned to love them. But I feel like jigsaw puzzles tap into a totally different part of the mind than some of these word puzzles. And even the word, even Wordle taps into something totally different than the crossword, right? Some of it is knowledge. This is spatial relations, which I am like terrible at, right? They all have something a little bit different. I'm sure working together, it's all, it's all great for you, but I don't know. I feel like just because you're good at puzzles and sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, you're absolutely right. I think I, I compare it to dating. Like there's a different type of puzzle for everyone. So if you love, you're good at spatial relations, like you say, the few Rubik's cube, and there are also different benefits. Uh, I mean, the, the jigsaw, unless you're in the jigsaw puzzle tournament, which is a speed tournament (laughs) is very meditative. It's I'm not a good meditator, but I do find putting these little pieces together is very relaxing. Others find that like just satisfying. There's a I listened to Hugh Jackman on a, a podcast recently, and he's a huge jigsaw puzzle fan, which I did not know. And he compared it, and this is a little gross, so blame him, but not me, because okay. he said it. He said that when he puts the two pieces together and and feels that like thought that it's like popping a really good zip. So that is... That's not where I thought you were going with that. Okay. (laughs) I didn't know what was coming, but that's not, that was not the direction I I had anticipated. (laughs) Well, I wanted to warn you. I wanted the trigger warning, but then it, it wasn't actually that bad. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Speaking of what I thought you might have said, I just wanted to read this one paragraph because your book is really funny. I mean, you have a really funny sense of humor. And I, I, I really, I know I mean it. I mean, you probably know that. But anyway, you said, why do I and millions of others love puzzles? Why would anyone bother frustrating themselves so much? I don't consider myself a masochist, at least not in the literal sense. I don't like physical pain. <laughs> you said, I have no moral problem with S&M, though I do find the prospect of it tiring. It involves too much equipment for me. It's the same reason I don't like skiing. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud when I read that sentence, by the way. Thank you really so funny. much for yeah. noticing that one. Yeah, I <laughs> I, I mean, it's 100% true. No moral pride. It just seems exhausting to me. And same with skiing. I think it's partly because I don't own skis, so I have to rent them. And it's like, you know, eight, six hours online and then an hour on the slope. But yes, thank you for noticing. No problem. I agree with you, Re skiing. I grew up skiing. This is sounding very privileged, and I apologize for that, but that is just the... It just is how I grew up. Anyway, I grew up skiing, and as a grown-up, I have decided that the payoff is completely not worth the time. <laughs> like, I am not doing it. I am not go- traveling to a faraway mountain and getting all the stuff and waiting on the lines for, like, the joy in that in that I am with slope. you. I am with, but I some love it. I like know. The I S and M. So more power yeah, to them. More. You know what? They can all have fun together. S and M clubs at ski ma- ski resorts. Maybe we have an untapped, uh, you know, untapped market. Here. Brilliant. Yeah, You're a good right. business who, person. It's who good. knew what this see? This is maybe this is what this podcast is going to bring into the world. <laughs> God help us. So, what was it like for you, sort of compiling all of these puzzles? Like, did you try doing them all again as you were? Like, how did you even pick which ones to put in the book and which ones to leave behind, and and all of that when you were structuring the 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 book itself? Well, I wanted some that were be would be fun for people to do, and I love that you love anagrams because that I do too. But then I also wanted just the craziest puzzles ever. So, for instance, I have a chapter on secret codes, Mm -hmm. and there's a very famous one of the most famous unsolved puzzles in the world is at the headquarters of the CIA, and it's been there for 32 years, and not even the CIA has solved it, and it's kind of their job. So it's this secret code on a sculpture. And it's called Cryptos. And people have solved part of it, but part of it remains unsolved. And just the obsession, that's what I love, these communities, mm-hmm. thousands of people who are obsessed and they every day they have new theories. Oh, it's Moby Dick. No, I think the secret is going to be Navajo wind talkers. Or, and then when I went there, I because I got permission from the CIA to go there. And so I was like their secret spy and they had all these projects for me to do while I was down there, like, you know, see if there's a hidden microphone in this hole. And so that was hilarious. So I wanted a mix of ones people could do, but also ones that were really wild that I could write about. Wait, speaking of code. So this book is unique in that you said in the introduction somewhere, and I did spend a few minutes on this and of course failed, that you had buried a secret code and that then you can go onto your website. I think you said the puzzler and type in, if you get the code, then you get access to a bunch of puzzles and then you can win like $10,000, right? Tell me about this. Yes, that is, this will be open until June 4th. I'm not sure when the podcast oh, will I drop. Hope I'm, I, well, we'll find out. 
I don't All know. Right. I don't know when it, I don't ever know when anything's airing, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, what happened was I, as a kid, I loved this book, Masquerade. Uh, you may be too young for that, but it was, do you I don't remember? I think it's it my all? age. I just don't think I know it. I'm 45. So I feel like I'm not too <laughs> no, young I'm for older. really anything. <laughs> no, no, I'm older. Yeah. You're, right, you're a right. youngster for me. Okay. But yeah, it was a British illustrated book. And in it, the illustrations hid the clues to a hidden treasure. And it was 1979, and it just caused a madness. People were rants. They were, this is in England, digging up yards everywhere, trespassing, threatening the author. And I just love, I was obsessed with it. And I thought, since I'm writing a book about puzzles, I got to do something similar. I don't want to bury anything because I don't want to cause trespassing, but I wanted to uh, have a little secret code. So in the intro, which is available, as you say, for free on thepuzzlerbook.com. So you don't need to buy the book. I hope you do, but you don't need to. And then in there is a secret code. If you go to thepuzzlerbook.com, there are se- there are hints. So you should do that if you have. And if you crack the code, it opens up to this wild, what's called a puzzle hunt, which is kind of like an escape room, but on bath salts. And it is all of tw- over 20 puzzles. And if you solve them, you get to the final round, and which starts on June 4th. If you win that, you win $10,000. So I have, and I didn't do the puzzles. They're by these geniuses because I can make okay puzzles, but these are like Michelangelo of puzzles. These are amazing. Wow. Are you going to announce the answer for all of us who tried to crack the code and didn't? (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. After June 4th. I can't do it. Otherwise I'll get in a lot of trouble. Well, of course. Yes. I will check back then. I kept trying different. Anyway, I don't know. It was worth well, a shot. It, yeah, it was worth a shot. Keep <laughs> trying. Don't give up. Again, look on the, the website. It's got lots of lots of hints that are important. You can't I just mean, do I, it. I think that's another really important thing about people who do puzzles or the willingness to go past the point of frustration and just stick to it. I mean, you mentioned how one strategy is just going through crossword questions and finally you find one and then slowly you do it like right like one thing slowly leads to another you have to have that patience like I don't know if that I have that patience right now (laughs) at least not in this time of my life um but like this whole like the for the puzzle for the real advanced puzzler like why how can they not give up like how do you make sure you stick to it and how do you inspire a lay puzzler like myself to not give up early well yeah it really is I mean, it has taught me a lot of stick to and grit and all those other things that we're supposed to instill in our kids. And I mean, one thing is there are plenty of puzzles where you don't really need much. And it's sure. like the spelling bee, yep. that's like constant dopamine hits. So, you know, you'll you'll get a word and then you'll get another. And so that's nice. But the, but the really hard puzzles, yeah, you definitely need some uh, and one big strategy, which has been around forever, Leonardo da Vinci. I almost said Leonardo DiCaprio. I, almost, I thought that's what you were going to say. <laughs> no, that's even more da- pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Leonardo da Vinci yes, yes. wrote about this, that he said, when you're confronted with a problem, he was talking about painting, but walk away, take a nap, do something else. And and it, your brain works in mysterious ways. It marinates in the back of your brain and you come back and you have a new fresh perspective. So don't give up forever. Give up for like 10 minutes, give up for a day and then come back. That's one big lesson I learned. All right. 
Well, maybe I'll try your introduction again. (laughs) Tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow, maybe. What is coming next? What book? What are you attacking next? It's a that's a puzzle, if you will. That's a puzzle, yes. I I need it. And I do love getting suggestions. So if readers have uh, suggestions, and I've gotten tons over the years. I mean, some have been great. Some I get a lot, weirdly, try to become the greatest lover in the world, like do all the positions in the Kama Sutra. Oh, my goodness. And I... I did bring it up to my wife. I was like, no way. That is that sounds exhausting and horrible, which I kind of agree with. I mean, I, I'm not I don't have the flexibility. But you cons- but you considered it. So that that's good. For like a nanosecond. A nanosecond. If there's some young journalist listening, please enjoy on yeah. me. That's that, I would I would read it, but I'm not gonna I don't wanna read it about no, myself. if this is you listening and you've decided to take that idea and run with it, you must dedicate your book to AJ Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> or don't mention me at all. That's another, <laughs> that's another option. Do you have any advice to aspiring authors for aspiring authors? I do. I have, let me give you two. One okay. is that I believe ideas are the lifeblood of, of writing. Mm-hmm. And very rarely will an editor come and say, here's an idea, will you write it? So some people are good at coming up with ideas while walking or taking a shower. I actually need to set aside a time. Like I need a little date with myself where I I carve out 15 minutes and I turn off my computer and my iPhone and I just brainstorm, come up with ideas. Maybe I'll have magazines around or or something to, to let my mind play with. But that to me is very important. So every day... I spend 15 minutes idea generating. And then the other one, I've given a couple of speeches to writing groups and and I have this phrase, strategic chutzpah, uh, the Jewish phrase for cojones. You know, you've got to put yourself out there and, you know, you've got to network, you've got to be okay with rejection because, you know, at the start of my career, it was, I'd be lucky if it was a 99% rejection rate. I mean, I still have a high rejection rate and I've been doing this a long time. So just know that that is part of it. And uh, so you've got to have chutzpah. If you don't pretend to have chutzpah, the sort of fake it till you feel it, uh, which is, which I still do a lot. So those are just some, some little nuggets uh, in case they're helpful. Amazing. Well, maybe your next book could be about failure. You know, that's a nice, that's an interesting idea. Right. I so like the it. Book concept. And, uh, and then if the book fails, I can be like, that was all part of the plan. Yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> AJ, thank you so much. Thanks for coming on Mom's No Time to Read Books. And this was so fascinating. It was more than a book. It was a book. It was a mind teaser. It was, you know, it was great. It's, it's like a bonus, a bonus section. Anyway, it was great. And I'm oh, so well, glad thank I read you, <laughs> And in the spirit of gratitude, thank you for what you do for authors and getting the word out and, and being an author yourself. Thank you for uh, putting out the lovely content into the world. So oh, that's very thank sweet. you. And I guess in the spirit of gratitude, also thank you to John Levy for introducing us. And uh, Yes, we love John. Nice. Yes. We okay. love John. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you, Zibby. Okay. This was fun. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you like this podcast, you will love my new anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. 
Check it out and you'll hear from 49 authors about all sorts of things moms don't have time to do. All the authors have been on this podcast. Also, check out my TikTok at with Zibby and Tracy, my other podcast, Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. Check out Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. And of course, my new publishing company called Zibby Books. And now back to our daily author interview site and a quick hello from some of my kids. Hi. Hi. Hello. Enjoy the show. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.